This episode of Children's Ministry Monthly is sponsored in part by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get your next ministry logo designed from scratch for as low as $65. Head over to DrawYouAPicture.com, view the gallery, see what I've done for others, and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. How you doing out there, folks? Welcome to Children's Ministry Monthly, the podcast focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, children's pastor at Suncoast Cathedral in St. Petersburg, Florida. This is episode 19, brought to you the week of February 7th, 2010. Welcome back. Thought we weren't going to make it this month. And though this is February, this is technically just January's episode, just a week late. So deal with that, people. Deal with it and have strong faith. Okay? All right. I want to welcome to the show tonight a very, very, very special guest host. And uh, none other than uh, Miss Jennifer Kennison, a.k.a. my spouse, a.k.a. the awesomest lady in the world. Welcome back to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing fine. I, I've been seeing you all day. So mm-hmm. why are we acting like we just met? It's it's all for the podcast. Okay. All right. Well, you you've been with us before. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you remember which episode that happened to have been? It was the episode entitled Pastor's Wives. Yeah, I'm trying to find out like what episode that, that I think is. I it was episode 13. If I had done, ooh, look at you. If I'd done my homework, I would know. But yeah, check it out. It's called The Pastor's Wife. But today, uh, although she is uh, recanting, not recanting, re-something, that mm-hmm. role, um, we're, we're going to have her quitting. come in as a... <laughs> I'm quitting that role. We're going to have her come in as a children's pastor yet again. But uh, we've got a different spin on it this time. And uh, things have changed since we've started our new position at uh, Suncoast in uh, beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida. And so I really wanted to ask her back and just ask her about the different type of ministry that she's doing, the different kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff she's doing. So real quick, though, ministry update-wise, it's been a month since our last show. Um, and a lot has happened, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. We've had a meeting with all of our ministry people, like all together. We had an after-Christmas Christmas party. I think it's a good idea to share that concept with the people at home. Okay. Because, guys, the, the, the temptation is to have a Christmas party because we're supposed to have one. But everybody does that. The office does. The schools do for the kids. Um, every other ministry your workers are in. I took a tip from a very great and awesome uh, mentor of mine named David Godbout to have an after Christmas Christmas party. So I have it between Christmas and um, New Year's. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's actually after New Year's. Yeah, the the first week of the new year. I'm sorry, she's right. And what I do is, as I have it then, we have a gift exchange, and uh, we do the whole thing. We use every all the church's leftover Christmas ornaments and stuff, so I don't mm-hmm. have to buy anything for it. That's right. We play some Christmas music, and you'd be surprised... You know that feeling after Christmas when Christmas is just, just gone? Mm-hmm. You get it back. Mm-hmm. It does. It feels Christmassy. It's nice. Yeah, it is kind of nice. And uh, so anyway, there's your tip for today, or one of them, is have an after Christmas Christmas party. Your people will love you. And one other tip. Yeah. If you want to do a white elephant gift exchange. Don't use the words white elephant yeah, in it, Florida because nobody knows be what the heck really you're talking about. It can be really confusing to people. It's terrible. Somebody brought peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they weren't spray painted white. Surely white elephants <laughs> love white, white peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> I thought everybody in the country knew what that meant. 
But they're like, do you mean gag gift? We were looking it up online, and there's like several versions. Well, and then somebody's like, well, what's the um, what's the gift limit? You know, is it like five dollars? I'm like, don't I know, and buy some people, anything. Some people bought some really nice stuff. Yeah, it was hand lotions. I thought it was classic though that all the ranger guys got the hand and manicure stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, are we gonna have to add a new merit badge? But anyway, we're planning on meeting with our leaders, like I'm um, not all our leaders, but our workers and everybody at least twice a year, at least. And then we've uh, I've been going around since I'm new, and I've been meeting with the leadership. Uh, actually, we met as a group, which we're going to do once a quarter. There's all of us from all of the major ministries. And then I'm meeting with each ministry one-on-one and going through their needs and their vision and, and, and just casting some of my vision, giving them some quick to-dos and things. Because, you know, in a new position, I know I suggest don't change anything for the first year, but I found... Um, that that is the case for a lot of it because just you being there changes so much. But there are some things Pastor wants changed right away. And as long as you have his permission and his backing, go for it. And that's exactly what I've been doing, especially since I now have nursery and Sunday school under my uh, portfolio. <coughs> my wife does have a cough and, and her ear hurts. Mm-hmm. So just stretch out your hands through your earbuds and just pray for her right now. Do you feel that, Jen? Uh, there's nobody there, is there? <laughs> Not right now, but there will be later. Okay. So anyway, we are broadcasting live, and I would like to thank our one listener. Our one, We have five or seven viewers, but we have one person in the chat room right now helping us out, hanging out with us, and that's the Ramen Noodle. So Ramen Noodle, thank you so much thank for you, being Thank you, Ramen Noodle. He, he works with kids. Oh, okay. He plays a character called Crackles the Clown. Mm. So anyway... He's glad. I'm glad he's here. He does a show himself. You might want to look it up on uh, Google, ramenoodle.com. It's or the ramenoodle.com. So it's about a single guy. He's very sad. I cry every time I listen to his show, but it's great. Really? Yeah. So anyway, ministry update-wise, also, what else has been going on? We've been getting to know the parents really well, the kids, the workers, and we're having a huge response. I think it's been great. Mm-hmm. This morning, we dedicated our, our second child to, our to, to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know which Lord. We dedicated him to. Oh my gosh! Um, But I I think a funny part of the uh, ceremony was when Pastor said, "You do understand that he is a gift from God." And I nodded. But as soon as he turned away, I looked at the crowd and I did my hand back and forth as Mm -hmm. if to say, "More or less." Mm. Got a good laugh. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Only me, huh? Only you. Well, anyway, um, Jen, let's just jump right into our monthly topic. That's what we're known for here. We do things mm-hmm. a little differently on my show called See a Monthly, the one you're not usually a part of, the okay. one I'm the boss of. Okay. So um, you have to do everything I say. I feel very manly. Except I could just walk away. <laughs> that's true. And that's that's mm-hmm. part of our goal here is to make Jen quit. No, mm-hmm. the power of a supportive spouse is what I'm going to entitle this episode. Because you, among all things, all the awesome things that you already are, you've also become an awesome ministry partner. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, you do. I try to avoid like putting too much into it. Apparently, I haven't done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a small commitment you wanted to make. But mm. Jen's been working with me forever. Okay, mm. this is nothing new. You guys go back and listen to episode thirteen. Pastor's wife, she's been with me forever, but more in a traditional sense, where she's been there on Sundays. She's helped me handle things behind the scenes. She knows the answers that, to questions that I would answer. Um, she's handled background stuff and managed workers and sick children. But it's most, and she's done the straight person. Uh, opposite a puppet for years, but it's mostly been, and Jen would agree with this, mostly 
in a traditional sense on Sunday morning during service. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. She can't come super early because she's got kids. She can't say stupid, stupid late, super late, because she has children <laughs> to feed, including mm-hmm. this one. So mostly Sunday mornings. But now, in, in since we've been here... Jen comes in twice a week to help me in the office on Tuesdays and Fridays. And mm-hmm. she works with me in the office, in my office, with me, one-on-one. Jen, what got you interested in working with the just the closest thing to Christ it with skin on in your life, me? Really? Yeah, I think you love me that much. Uh, no. Okay. Well, no, um, one of the reasons that that got me started was um, this church particularly provides, um, they have a daycare on site. Mm. Um, and uh, so, because I've tried to help you in the past um, in your other position, especially when Jenna was first born, I tried, but it just didn't work out with the kids. It just, it ended up. So this is solely because you want to get rid of your kids. Yes, solely. I had a feeling. I thought there was some deeper no. meaning. <laughs> It just, you know, it, since they were providing that um, benefit, it um, made it easy for me to go ahead and commit a certain amount of time and, you know, do certain days. So I went negative. But the other way to look at this is you'd have been doing this a lot longer, except it just wasn't possible. Right. Awesome. Awesome. I never knew that. Really? That blesses my heart right now. Well, That's good. so cool. So um, anything else? I mean, is there anything else that's got you interested? I, I, I don't want to lead the witness here, mm-hmm. but I think it's because partly the atmosphere of the church yes. encourages it. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, when we interviewed, they, or when you interviewed, they wanted to interview me as well. They mm-hmm. wanted me part of the entire interview process. And they made it real clear that, that you know they don't have any requirements out there for the pastor's right. wives. I mean, they wanted a supportive wife, but um, at the same time, they they would love it if I if I was involved. Pastor's wife comes in pretty regularly, mm-hmm. has her own office and stuff. Does not have a title, doesn't even want one. She's the most humble, awesome person, and our personal hero, as mm-hmm. it turns out, oh, yeah. for reasons we will not share here. But they are good reasons and awesome reasons, and you would love her if she did those things for you guys. But um, it uh, she she comes in, and I think she set the tone. For mm-hmm. an office accepting of minister spouses. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say that between churches that I've been to, been a part of, and even um, district-level stuff like camps and things, pastor's wives sometimes are pooped on. Yeah. Pardon my my slang, but pastor's wives just get jacked around sometimes. They have no respect, even less respect than other people's wives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's jacked up big time. Yeah. And I was always leery of getting too involved, too, because I didn't want to end up, like you said, just kind of getting dumped on. Yeah. Being the person that gets all the junk. Oh, here, she can go pick up all the trash or, you know, just right. Just or she's the person you can come crap to when you can't go to the pastor. Right. Yeah, that's true. That happens a lot. Happens a whole lot. So um, I I love that, though. I love that, uh, that that that. I mean, that was just thrilling to me during the in, the interview process and then now seeing it lived out that when somebody walks in the <laughs> office to talk to me, it's not, oh, Jen's here. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, oh, Jen's mm-hmm. here. Like, it's better. Yeah. They respond like I do when I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, Jen's here. Mm. You know? You respond like that every morning. I do. I do. It's awesome. And uh, and, and so it's it's really good. Jen's not an extra. She doesn't have to leave the room when somebody comes in. It's just, it's good. 
It's really good. Um, so have uh, we kind of led into this, but let me just ask you flat out. Have you found the office work environment to be accepting of you and what you are trying to do? Oh, yeah, most definitely. They've been real nice. So even the staff outside of the pastors? Yeah, they've been real good about, you know, even if I'm asking questions really kind of on your behalf, they Mm -hmm. haven't been like, well, I really need to talk to Pastor James. Yeah, because I've sent you you to get the church credit card before. I've had you fill out paperwork for me and Mm -hmm. submit it. Nobody's ever dissed you or... No. Because I had beat them up. That's right. I could. I could. Even though they're ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, What if if any surprises have you had... Sorry. Hacking up your lungs. What if, what, let me say this correctly, what if any surprises have you had working in a church office setting? Because that is the difference. You've always worked behind the scenes, but this is like a whole different thing. This is the mm-hmm. part that most people in the church don't know exists. Right. The they, office. They think you just uh, show up on Sunday. We float around and kiss each other like angels on mm-hmm. clouds. That's what we do. But there is an office setting. So what wh- has there been any surprises? And if not, what do you think people outside of that world would be surprised to find? Um, the biggest thing that's kind of a surprise to me is – like, you'll give me tasks, um, things that seem like they should only take, I don't know, in my mind, like 30 minutes, and they can end up taking half the day or, the or whole, all day. All day. And you still don't get them done. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even that I'm sitting around talking Mm-mm. or I'm wasting any time. It's just like there are things that need to be done to keep the ministry going. They're, you know, it's just a variety of different things. But yeah, there, it's not easy to just, you know, what uh, estimate how much time it'll take. It's just amazing how. Time-consuming, the behind-the-scenes stuff can be. Yeah, just the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. And this is an atmosphere that really helps you get things done. Yeah, not it's, a lot of socializing going on. It's a on. real quiet. Everybody's office. friendly, but yeah, there's not a lot of people dropping by to, yeah. to, to gab at you for hours. And people, people are—you can tell everybody has a lot to do, and mm-hmm. they're very busy. And they're not. Yeah, they don't waste a lot of time. They're like you said, very friendly, but yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, and and that's why I guess you can understand. Back in the day, you'd I'd come home and you'd ask me what I accomplished, and I felt so stupid talking to you because it's like I made a couple of phone calls and that's all I did. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you and I I love this. I fill out a a, a a report to my pastor every week, and he knew this. He knows this about office work in a church mm-hmm. because he says. What was the highlight of your week? And I think question two is what goals have you reached this week? But then question three is what things do you have in progress? Because mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff in progress, a whole lot more than there is things that you've finished. <coughs> and I think ministry is so unique in that way that there's not an inbox outbox. Right. I mean, unless you count submitting tithes and offerings on Monday, you know, from, from your kids mm-hmm. church or something, counting BGMC stuff and requisitioning junk. There are those things, but most of it is this big, long timeline of stuff to, to get done. So any other surprises or things that you think other people would find surprising about the uh, office of a church from your perspective? Is it, is it um, really fun? Um, really are there fun. rides? No. Okay. It's not like Disney World at all. Surprising things. I have a Um, window in my office now. Yeah, you do. Coming from a church that had no windows in any offices, it's kind of weird. Because it was a security risk. I think the other pastors are jealous of me. I think they are, but there's an empty office with a window. That's true. So far, the only benefit has been that people come and bang on the window that think Mm. they're cool, and they scare the poop out of me. And you get the advantage of opening the window if you're too hot. Which is every day in Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. Except eventually opening the window will be negative towards 
Yeah, it will let the the heat in. Yeah. We go to a church that literally doesn't have heat. I know, it's bizarre. It's so weird. When they reinstalled their air conditioners, they could have paid to have the heating elements added, but to save money, they said, nah, it's not that cold around here. And it really isn't. It really isn't, but it's funny. It's very weird. It's very weird. Any other surprises? Um, Shark attacks? Puppies? Beluga whales? Um, probably, you know, in this church especially, just how office-like it runs. Mm, pretty efficient, yeah, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, and the people are just, you know, doing their specific jobs. They seem to run with a very small staff, mm-hmm. and they get a lot accomplished with that. I think that's the reason. So, yeah, that's true. But I definitely like that kind of atmosphere. Uh, what kind of stuff are you doing? <laughs> Random things. No, I, I've been doing things like I take care of a lot of the financial stuff for you. Yep. You know, filling out the check requests. I have the, learned to do a lot more than mm-hmm. I used to do because I used to have a secretary and she did it all. I haven't learned a lot. But Jen helps me with because I have a lot to do. Yeah. A lot of different ministries pouring into our little office. Mm-hmm. And uh, counting a bunches of money. Yep. Because yeah. we have a vending machine and a Coke machine. And you want to talk about change in ones. That's Which, all that comes it, in. And it makes very little money for all the work that it causes. Yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about that on a whole. That we're going to dedicate an episode to really, the, to the, to to the, the Coke vending machine. machine. Yeah. Um, and like last week, I helped you come up with, um, we have uh, junior leaders in um, the Children's Church. Mm-hmm. And I had I came up with um, policies and procedures, basically. For she them. did awesome, folks. She started with pre-existing stuff, but she updated it, added things. And while I was doing something completely different, service prep, she would randomly just say, "What do you want to add to this?" She'd read a paragraph, and and she'd let me plug stuff in. She said, "Read this." She'd let me critique the mess out of it. She never got offended, never got personal. It it was just awesome. And before I knew it, it it. This whole professional-looking form was there. What's it really professional? It looking? was great. I'm not that good at forms. But. And I got to sit down after service during small group time and just go through it with these kids, and it was it was amazing. I had a typo though. Ugh. Well, that's that's okay. She said consequence leader instead of ladder, and I'd actually requested it be changed to. And I meant to, and I think I got well. See, anyway. pride goes before the fall. I know. You said and I, I had- did really good on this. And I have fallen. You have fallen so far. Uh, if if I'd done it, there would have been so many typos. They would have said, "Ooh, he spelled this one right." <laughs> so I don't feel, you are don't feel ter- too bad. You are a terrible speller. Hooked on phonics worked for me with reading, not so much no, with spelling. spelling. You okay. apparently didn't do a lot of spelling in the Georgia school system or Florida. What what um, what do you see yourself doing? In the future, is there anything you'd like to settle into doing? Are you pretty cool doing what you're doing now? Do you want to progress? Do you want to preach? Do you want my job? I don't want to preach. Do you? I don't want your job. Okay. I'm safe. You don't want to be co-pastor? No. What else, What do you see yourself doing in the years to come? I really don't know. This is all quite really new. You like it, though, so far? I think so. You care to expand or expound? This is like an hour show, and right now it's working on 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh. No pressure. <laughs> You're so wrong. Now, what do you see yourself doing in the future? Puppets? No. Dancing? Um, Illustrative mime? I really, you know, honestly. Organ playing? No. Large hair? I'm not good at any of the church stuff. I love the that. The only thing I'm good at is administration. And you're amazing at it. Um, I... 
my goal right now is to somehow get you to paint the nursery. Oh. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> Jen's great too, honestly, guys. If you're a, if you're a male, um, she is awesome for me because she gives me a female face. She softens me up. Mm. It's like people, women, the women in my ministry seem to trust me more because she's around. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. It's like that CSI episode where the guy would pay some girl to act like she knew him and introduce him to other girls at the bar. Mm-hmm. You remember that episode? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for agreeing with it and then saying no. But it was. It was some sort of thing where you'd pay somebody to come and, and introduce you because girls trusted other girls oh. more than mm-hmm. just a guy coming up. I think that same effect, except I'm not trying to date the people in the nursery. <laughs> it's good because that would really create a bunch of yeah. ministry problems, like all mess up. It would. It would. And so uh, it's it's awesome, though. It, it's really great. You have always been the best part of me, and so that I get to now share you mm. with them. And you're not a stranger. You're not the Miss Jen that's off in the corner, because you're a little bit shy, mm-hmm. a little bit introverted. A little bit. A little yeah. bit hermit-like. Really? Even Thank with you the very hunch. much. <laughs> She's when a little you say like Quasimoto. Like... She has one giant eye. <laughs> I always think of hermit crabs. <laughs> but no, bit like Jenna, hermit crab. Jenna is a little re- remote, stereotypical, fat. No, I'm kidding. I'm just... Why? I'm about to quit the show and your ministry and everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> and uh, no, but this gives her an opportunity and an excuse to just be a little bit more available and out there and it gives people a chance to to come and 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 find her because you know how it is ministers you can't be shy your wife can't be shy she's stuck up if she doesn't talk to people that's the way because people are so insecure they just assume this woman doesn't like them and then there'll be rumors and blah blah blah. i used to have to deal with that it was a minority of people deal with that with me yeah and you know what I'm talking about. It just initially, when we first started the, the program, you even had somebody come to you in your face and tell you you need to be more available and more kind and more opposite of what your personality was. Amazing, because that person didn't even work in our ministry. No, she was a jerk. <laughs> she was kind of crazy. She but. was insane. <laughs> I can say it. I think she came to everybody and complained. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> she lied straight to my face one time. No, oh, it's another episode. Anyway, church people, right? <laughs> um, hey, what's it like working with slash for your husband? I said with for your benefit. I mm-hmm. say for for mine. Okay. What's it like working for me, woman? No. It's, it's not too bad. Do you like me? Yeah, I like you. I wasn't real sure about us working together, honestly, I wasn't either. I was a little scared. Because we both kind of have strong personalities yep. and the idea of working together on anything. And I can't pass gas in the office now. Wow, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. When I'm all alone, there's no problems. What if someone comes in? They can deal, but as long as they Ew. don't hear it, it's why SBD. Are you say, why are you saying that on the show? It's, this is kind of a fun CM Monthly. Okay. People that listen to this show are real. Mm. They're, not, they're not stuck up people. Oh, okay. So they can handle it. Okay. But, um, but anyway, what do you think about that? What do you think about working with your with your husband? Um, I like it most of the time because you're pretty good about giving me jobs to do. You, it's surprising me that you've always find stuff for me to do because I thought you would have a hard time. I have a harder time finding the boy something to do. We I have a, an intern named Daniel. Mm-hmm. He comes in every Wednesday. I have a horrible time finding stuff for him to do. Mm. But with you, I know I can give you something, anything, 
and there's no complaint. There's no nothing. If there's any questions, sometimes I complain. It's yeah, but it, it, it's it's just stuff. Uh, but if I give you, you don't really complain. But if I give you something, I know it's going to get done. And if you ask questions, it's going to be in regard to getting it done, not excuses. You've got great work ethic. Um, how have you? This is not on my script, but how has working with me changed your? Or affected your or altered your opinion of what I do? How, is it, do I do more than what you thought? Less? You know, because we don't have to have the what did you do today talk, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, well, like I said before, it amazes me how long some of the stuff takes that doesn't seem like you're doing a whole lot. But at the same time, um, um, it really helps me appreciate how much there is out there to get done. You know, and how much... It's just like 30 million little details. Yeah. And I, I really feel like I help um, help you keep some momentum going. You Because I can imagine that... It's, it's it's easy to get overwhelmed. Yeah. And there's just a lot of stuff. And, and there's... The, the thing about your job that's kind of unique, too, is there's a lot of stuff you could just kind of put off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, your pastor does a good job of kind of keeping on you a little more, you know, kind of keeping tabs on what's going on, but... At the nature of the job, there's not not a lot of tangible stuff you say has to get done. You don't have to get certain products done with it. You can. It's almost based on how motivated you yeah, are. Yeah, I think a lot of children's pastors kind of fall into that mold, and they get burnt out really easy. Lack of support, lack of whatever, whatever pats on the back, and it becomes as long as I can get the kids to where they're happy. I don't really mm-hmm. have to do anything else, and that's why storerooms get you know cruddy. Mm-hmm. And offices get full of trash and junk. Yeah. And services start getting really poopy, but the kids are okay with it, so nobody complains. Right. Because it just takes a long time for there to be. In a... But with but you I'm... around, I can't, I can't, I couldn't be that way if I wanted to be. That's right. I won't let you just sit around and do nothing. Other thing is awesome is, is, um, I've heard this from a lot of pastors and children's ministers is that their spouses sometimes, make the mistake of assume just I don't know, they have this mentality that their job isn't real. That the pastor's yeah, job is Yeah, the pastor's real. job's not a real job. That the only real job is outside the church. I've seen that in two extremes. One with a lady that was pretty powerful in her her career and so her husband's job wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Because there's this there's this thing I've heard that if you weren't a pastor, you wouldn't be anything. You wouldn't have anything. You wouldn't even be an employed. And, and and that's ridiculous because you could say that about any job, first of all. Right. Jen, if you didn't have the education of a CPA, you couldn't be a CPA. Right. You'd have to go and wait tables, and that is very true. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't have a career in your career, you wouldn't have a career. Right. So it's ridiculous, first of all, to say that. It's so demeaning to the office, it's not even funny. And I've only heard that from people that are married to the person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's this other extreme where I've seen where it was a stay at home mom and great lady, but she, uh, to her, her husband didn't have a job. The only real job was working with kids at home. Mm-hmm. And so since he, part of his job was taking Tina, he was a youth worker uh, out to lunch and stuff and visiting schools and all these different things that seemed fun and social. Th- that wasn't work. That didn't count. Right. And preaching. What is that? Just standing up and talking to people. Right. That's not real work. So I've really appreciated Jen BMC all that because she's never been that way. But I think it really um, 
it, I don't know. It's just it's bonded us together. It's brought us together. We're co-laborers, to mm-hmm. use a spiritual term. It's been pretty sweet and pretty awesome. So, um, hmm, what, what, has there been any challenges working with your husband in the old office? Um, sometimes, let's see. It's hard to find where to eat. Yeah. No, uh, some of the challenges have been like, a lot of the stuff you want me to do is not stuff I'm particularly good at. Mm. So that's kind of frustrating to me. Um, but, but you've done great. Well, that's good. At everything I've given you. Well, good. But it's like not, those policies and procedures probably wasn't right up your alley. No, and, and you know, creating forms and flyers, you know, it's just like administrative work. Mm. But, um, and I'm not particularly good. I'm not particularly good at Word. I mean, I'm passable at it. Right. But well, I'll wait till the Photoshop stuff starts. That's retouching photos. That's not going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, in what way? Has it has I have I made it easier or harder to work at the office? What do you mean you made it easier? Or harder? It's a dumb question. I'm just gonna let it stay out there. <laughs> Let's just move on. Um, would you encourage uh, spouses of other children's ministries to become involved in what their spouse is doing? Is it a positive experience? Is it something you would urge other people to try to do? Yeah, I think you know the the best thing about it to me has been I've always worked with you on Sunday and there's always been things like oh boy I I wish we had time to do this or I wish we could you know I wish I stuff you only think about on Sundays yeah I wish I paid more attention to this I wish this could be better organized I wish you know we could have this and now I kind of have the opportunity to um kind of make some of those things happen and uh it makes the whole experience especially on sunday but it, it just makes everything better to have that you know mm-hmm. even you know it seems kind of silly to have that that i don't know having a clean storage area is a big deal but it really is it when is. when you're trying to minister when you're trying to find things mm-hmm. it also shows other people that you care yep. about your ministry cuz you know nothing says you don't care than a big old mess that you can't even walk in on mm-hmm. So, um, matter of fact, that's that's something God's really gotten onto me about in in the area that we have children's ministry in, is because because okay, well, every year they bring in a bunch of adults to do some sort of Christmas thing, mm-hmm. and they take tons of stuff out of the room and they cover tons of things up, mm-hmm. and they really really spank it up pretty nice. After it's over, all this stuff comes back in and gets uncovered, and it and it hit me, James, shouldn't it be that way all the time? Right? Are the kids any less important? Right, and if you take care of this room and your storage areas and these things as if that was going on every week, I will bring those kind of people in to work with you. Mm-hmm. And man, don't think I'm not going to be jumping on that because yeah. I, I want workers. Uh, so, um, what advice would you have for those who might be anxious about getting more involved outside of the Sunday service? And I mean, anxious in a negative way, like maybe they're thinking about it, but they don't want to get into that situation where they're the peon, you know, or whatever. Um, I would say... Or maybe they say they're not even gifted or talented in any of the areas that their spouse would need them in. Um, I would say talk it over with your spouse, you know. I, I don't know that everybody would be particularly open. I, I don't know. Different people have different personalities. I think mm-hmm. most people would be, honestly, because especially pastors, they never have enough help. Yep. And um, like you said, it, it helps to be motivating when there's somebody else working with you. Mm-hmm. But um, 
the other thing is just just take small steps at a time. And if you kind of discover that that it's not really your thing or it's just not working well, then you can step back and you haven't taken a big chunk of things on. Right. Um, But if you, you know, and if you take small steps at a time, then you can kind of get a feel for for how much you can take on without feeling like you're getting dumped on. Good. You don't ever want to take over too much because that's hard to back up from. Right. You can always add, but you don't want to subtract. The other thing is communication. I think communication is key. Because, um, like today, we had a situation where Jennifer um, was representing me, and she called someone into a meeting that probably didn't need to be there. But I was able to cover for her and smooth things out and make things right. And that's because I know her, she knows me, and I, even though she's co-laboring with me, she's still my wife, she's still the pastor's wife, and I still side with her Mm -hmm. all the time. I'm not going to dump on her, make her look dumb or, or ignorant or stupid. The only thing she looks dumb, ignorant, and stupid about is who she chose for a husband. Outside <laughs> of that. It's too late to fix that. That's right. <laughs> We're just making the best of it. But uh, any other tips, advice, uh, anything? I, I think it's key. Just my two cents would be to, to go and talk to the pastor, especially if this is out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is be seen walking hand in hand out of the office and people assume you're going out to do your shopping. Yeah. You know, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, do people think we're just having a date all day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but but we we keep it business. Business is business. Work is work. Home stuff is home stuff. And they don't mix. Yeah. Like when, when I'm with you, I take a, the same hour lunch that you do. I mean, obviously, yeah. I could go off and do whatever during that time if I needed to. Right, right. But um, but yeah, I never try to drag you. Oh, let's go to the mall or something in the middle of the day, or, right? You know, something. Or random. can we go home and get my sunglasses and stuff? I had a pastor friend that his wife was always calling him and making him do errands and stuff throughout the day again because she didn't think he had a real job. Mm-hmm. Because there is some flexibility with a pastor's position. You can kind of come and go, and that's part of. It's like firemen; they don't really care what you do as long as you're on call when you need to be, right? Uh, and as long as the job gets done. Pastors are a little bit like that um, in some cases, but it's not to be taken advantage of. Right. And I think so many people do. I think people do. Any other any other input? Any questions for me? Maybe um, the people would like to hear what I think. Yeah. What? What? Um. I don't know. What kind of advice would you give as far as you know somebody's spouse working? Because. I don't know. Everybody's personalities are different. Right. So. Well, you're going to need to set up your office to accommodate them, first of all. So many offices have one desk. I'm so practical. I guess that's what I'm thinking. It, it, I set up my office more like a coffee house. Mm-hmm. You ought to see it. It's awesome. God, I don't even have a desk in my office. I have, um, I have a booth that I got from a cafe. I have a couch uh, with, a, with a laptop table that I got from Ikea. I have a what they call a bistro table, which is the high two-seat table that you'd see at like a Starbucks or something. And so there are multiple places to work, not only for Jennifer, but also for volunteers that come in. And for meetings, it's stellar because you got multiple places to sit. And with mm-hmm. the booth, Jen could sit on one side, I could sit on the other. We could face each other and, and communicate if we need to. So I think making a space for your wi- for your spouse, I won't say wife, maybe there's a husband out there that would like to come in once or twice a week or on his off day, get a desk in there. Pull them in if you have an office. If you're sharing, obviously, it's not so much of a big deal. I think also um, make it give Jen. Jen will tell you I always have something for her to do. I don't want to bring my wife in or spouse in 
and and make them feel like they've wasted their day. You know, I'm I I think the key is to become dependent on them. They're not going to be they're not going to feel needed unless they really are. And and you need to make it to the point that if they didn't show up, you would suffer. And uh, I think that applies to all of our volunteers, for that matter. You have to make them needed, but especially to someone that you're married to that's willing to share their time with you outside of the home mm-hmm. and, and be with you even more. Um, I think also just respecting them. I mean, your, your relationship does change once they walk through the door. It's not time to have arguments and fight. Oh, that's you, can't, true. you can't do that junk. So you have to put all that aside and you have to work. And so, you know, it's not time for Walmart uh, shopping lists and what are we going to do after, what are we going to have for dinner? It's time to work. So there's just this understanding that you have to have. Um, I think also allowing your spouse to function in their gifts, finding out what those are is important. Jen has to do some things or she doesn't have to. That's, I guess, the other part. She don't have to do nothing. Everything she does is voluntary and I don't give her a list of things to do. I give her a list of things I need done. And mm-hmm. I think there's a difference there. She chooses and picks what she wants to do. And she's really good at everything. But my goal is uh, she does a lot of stuff on the accounting side. She's help- She was in a meeting with our, uh, with our finance lady on our budget. That's not my strong suit. She's going to help me wrap my brain around the budget and how to dispense it and disperse it and, and use it and multiply it. <laughs> in theory, <laughs> bet you didn't know that part. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so she is going to get to function more in her gifts later on. Um, let's see. I think you know if if your office is jacked up somehow, or or the the just laying a foundation of mutual respect for her. If they respect you, they should respect her the same way. She's she's part of you, and or him for that matter. Um, and if it is a guy. Do not let them call your husband a pastor's wife. That is the stupidest, oldest <laughs> joke in the planet. That would be horrible. It's the yeah. only thing worse that I can think of than a wife saying, I'm still trying to raise my big son, you know, my biggest child, and talking about her husband. I hate mm-hmm. that mess. So any, any, any other questions for me, Jen? I think I covered, like, a lot of stuff right there. Yeah, you did. Okay. So, uh, so anyway. And still go to church, people. The work that you put in the office is not church attendance. That's right. You're giving. You need to have a time to receive. All right. So um, let's move right along. We got some input. Thank you for listening to us, by the way, peoples. We have some input from one of our listeners. His name's Matt, and I, uh, it's a voicemail. So try to cough as much as possible during I'm it. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Hey, James and Children's Ministry Monthly. This is Chris in Massachusetts uh, calling again. I just wanted to give you a shout-out uh, some praise for what you're doing. I really enjoy Children's Ministry Monthly. Thank it's you. Really inspired me to step up my game. I'm a, a youth worker, uh, head up a small a small group at our church, and we've got about 12, 13 members uh, on any given week trying to grow it and trying to keep it vibrant. Uh, one of the things that I'm looking to do is add puppet ministry, and I know that can be kind of a cliched, and, mm-hmm. and it's very 80s and I'm past the curve on that, but I wanted to add it in a small way. Uh, Something we were thinking about is like a small black light stage where we might do a simulated fish tank and call it Sunday School. And the characters in there would be um, operated by some of the older teens to get them involved and help to either confuse or excite or um, 
you know, bring accent to maybe one feature of the children's ministry, which might be scripture memorization or the mm-hmm. scripture verse of the week, something mm-hmm. like that, where they would interact with the teacher live. So um, maybe one or two people as puppets. And I was wondering about some of the, you know, the traps that we could fall into, some of the tips that you might have in doing something successful if you've done it. Um, and one of the things specifically is how to mic that. You know, the kids are which normally have a hard time speaking out loud anyway, would be behind a curtain. And how do you um, get their voices out into the, um, you know, into the auditorium or out into the room that you're doing the ministry and still have it sound loud mm. and interactive so the kids aren't just scratching their heads saying, what are they saying? Um, so anything that you can give me on that would be absolutely fantastic. And the other thing I wanted to say is I really miss uh, Dave. Oh, co-hosting with you. I know, me too. Um, the two-person format in Children's Ministry Monthly was fantastic, and I know for, for reasons you probably can't do it right now, but I'd love to see you get a co-host uh, We're at working some point on it. in the future. Uh, the playoff between the two of you added a lot of dynamic to not only the po- podcast, but to formulating ideas and bouncing ideas off each other. Really enjoyed that part of it, and uh, I'd love to see that if you can do that moving forward. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, and keep doing what you do, James. Really appreciate it. Bye. Well, dang, man. I Thank you. Thank you, Matt. And slamming the phone down. Um, no, that's just the sound of a hang-up from a voicemail's perspective. But no, thank you. It's not Matt. I think it was Chris. Anyway, just thank a dork on. But, I think um, it was Matt. Oh, it was? Okay. Okay. Matt from Massachusetts. Okay. I don't know. I don't either. Uh, but thank you, bud. And uh, I, I agree with the co-host thing. It's just between his schedule and mine, um, things just didn't mesh as easy as they used to. Trying to get anything going once a month has been really difficult. And then our move, you know, really threw a monkey wrench into our schedule. But we're really committed to getting one, it, it, you know, the one a month out every month here on CM Monthly. But your question was about puppets, and, and I, the first concern I want to address is your concern that puppets are outdated. And, and there's been many, many, many pages of arguments of this on forums and things, especially at uh, cmconnect.org. And I would have to say that I am, I am not opposed to using almost any kind of uh, tool, including flannel graph and overhead projectors and any of the oldest outdated stuff you can imagine, because it's not about the prop and the method. It's about how it's about the person and the personality and the reason behind it. Um, overhead projector stuff. It's all new again. Nobody's seen that mess. Uh, flannel graph is awesome with preschoolers. My daughter loves the junk. She don't know it's 900 years old. She doesn't care. And it's not about it's about how it's used, not the use of it itself. And so I would argue with anybody that says that puppets are um, are outdated or whatever. I think the problem is that people haven't used them properly. And I don't think they've opened up their mind to the idea that the magic of puppetry isn't as magical as it used to be for elementary school students. They are not stupid now that they used to be when I was a kid. They know there's somebody back there manipulating that puppet. And so, you know, the old school way of doing it was let's keep it to where nobody can tell that that, that this is a real puppet or a person's back there manipulating it. And, And I think that's kind of ridiculous these days, um, to a point, 
what I what I see happening nowadays, both on Broadway and even in shows like the Nemo Show at Animal Kingdom at in at Disney, is the uh, Japanese Asian style of puppetry, where the puppeteers are literally out on the stage with the puppet, almost like preschooler teachers have been doing for eons. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if that's not where we're going in the future, because not only can you see the puppet, but you get to see the expressions and the uh, talent of the puppeteer. Right there. They're no longer hidden behind a curtain. They're out there, out and live. Matter of fact, I will probably, in the next two months, try to do that and videotape it and see how it goes. Could you imagine two puppets communicating with each other, with the puppeteers right there? Um, I don't know. I just think, I think that'd be exciting. Do you see what but I'm they saying? they didn't talk in Nemo. Yes, they did. They did? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, they had headphones on and everything. Oh, they had full-on conversations. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, so yeah, it might be a little cliche, but I think as long as it works and, your ki- and it's current and it, it meets the needs of your kids, go for it. Don't worry about popular culture and children's ministry. I'm so sick of what's popular and hip and everything. It just makes me sick. If the same old stuff works, great. If you have a great idea that nobody's ever thought of, don't. Don't wait. Just go for it. If it works for your kids and God's behind it and it's good and keeps their attention, use it. Okay. Um, uh, what else was it? You, you're talking about your teenagers. I think the way you're implementing it is perfect. Using your older teens uh, back there. I'm a big fan of when you do puppets behind a stage, having them not talk to each other necessarily and doing old school puppet shows, but rather having them talk to a straight person on the other side. Um, so I, I love the Sunday school idea. I absolutely love the black light with the floating fish to where you would see them swimming around rather than, you know, the old, the, weird looking full body guy that's dancing around and his legs come off the ground that kind of freaks me out but um so so go for it i think that's awesome as far as miking it i don't know that i'm the best person to ask about that what i do is we have a puppet that we do called scripture man and i do him and jen's on the other side and i just have a microphone in one hand or actually i have it on a boom stand and uh and i'm manipulating it i would just say you need a corded mic for every person and if they're operating uh rod puppets which is what i would imagine would be a fish on a stick (coughs) with some sort of way to move their mouth um then they could hold a mic in one hand and, and use a rod puppet in the other. If you're a rich church, um, get headset microphones for them all or labs or something like that. But you're definitely going to want to get that sound out there as loud as the person um, on the front side of that stage. But uh, it, matter of fact, I'll just open that up to our listeners. If you have any tips on miking for uh, puppeteers, um, send it on over to monthly at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. As far as hitting that co-host, I'm totally for it. I I think it'd be great to have one. I'm just looking for somebody, whether Skype or in real life. I've actually requested that my current pastor come on for next month to uh, to just get the pastor's view of things. And my secret goal is to have him be my permanent co-host. That would be cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. Because he used to be a children's pastor. Mm -hmm. And now he's a senior pastor. And it's like the awesomest viewpoint to get. Yeah. It's perfect. So anyway, I think that wraps us. Oh, no, no, no. We got one more thing I wanted to do, and that is we have a resource I wanted to share with you. Um, This is um, an idea that Jen and I had that we ripped off of a lady named, um, uh, oh, oh, wow. 
wow, what's her name? Miss Betty. Miss Betty was the Missionettes uh, Rainbows coordinator at her old church, and she had a great idea for getting preschoolers really excited about bringing their change in for Sunday school and we, uh, or for uh, for rainbows. And we totally ripped off that idea and brought it into our preschool Sunday school class and our preschool children's church class. And that is a little something called a uh, spiral wishing well. Mm-hmm. Now, you've seen these in large scale at probably children's museums and hospitals where, where they drop a coin in, it runs it around a giant funnel-shaped mm-hmm. thing, and it gets faster and faster and faster as it gets towards the center and then plops down and it makes money for the Wishing Foundation or whatever, whatever. They have these things at SpiralWishingWells.com in a toy form. They literally are as big around as both your hands making a circle. They're about a foot and a half tall, and they're yellow, bright yellow. You can have them custom printed if you want. Why bother? Put some stickers on it or whatever, or, or mark it up with a paint marker. But I bought two of those. They were they were nineteen ninety five if you bought two. I think 25 $5 each if you bought them singular plus shipping mm-hmm. at spiralwishingwells.com slash toy. You get the toy version of this. They call it a toy, but it looks like something you'd see on the, uh, uh, maybe at a, uh, a thrifty mart or a gas station's counter, you know, with mm-hmm. a sign st- stuck on it. But it's got the little trail for the, the money. I gave one of those to each one of the, my preschool ministries, and the kids are coming in droves to bring their coins, their quarters, their dollars, or pennies, drop them down there and watch them spiral around. It doesn't take very long, so it's not going to back up your line. There's two slots, so ki- two kids at the same time can drop their money. And if they bring a dollar, there's a big old hole at the bottom. They can shove it right down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Jen's idea to bring them in. I found them online. This is a reputable website. Shipping was quick and easy. Spiralwishingwells.com slash toy. I'll have the link in the show notes at cmmonthly.com. Jen, any input on that? Um, Our daughter likes it. Yeah, it makes her remember to get offering. Because mm-hmm. I never remember. I'm so terrible. <laughs> I know I used to have a cup, a little cup of her own change in my car mm-hmm. so that she could take change. I don't believe in giving change to kids for, mm. for offering. They bring their own money from their wishing wells and banks and stuff. But anyway, wishing wells, spiralwishingwells.com slash toy. I did the work for you. Check it out. Uh, I might even put a picture in the show notes. Um, but that does it for the show this week. I want to thank Jennifer, my awesome co-host. Thank you so much, Jen. You're welcome. You're awesome. I'm going to give you a smooch as a thank you. Uh, check us out online, www.seamonthly.com for articles and tips. Email your comments, questions, anything you'd like us to address to cmmonthly at gmail.com. You can call into our voicemail line like Chris slash Matt did, 218-MONTHLY. Again, that's 218-MONTHLY. That's 218-666-8459. You can follow us on Twitter at our new Twitter account, twitter.com slash cmmonthly. Look up cmmonthly on Facebook and cmconnect.org. Please tell somebody about us, and if you like us, go on iTunes and give us a five-star review or a one-star review if you hate us. We'll think the same about you because we don't know you anyway. Until next time, God bless you and everything that you do. Stay faithful. Don't be weary and well-doing. And if you are, go get a uh, Sonic Blast Reese's. Mm, that'll make you feel Jesus. Peace out, peeps. Hey, real quick, as a as a plus, an added benefit to today's show, I have a little feedback and a question from a couple of months ago that I missed on the last show. 
And I'd like to handle that right now. Hi, James. This is Daniel from therealmnoodle.com and areyoujustwatching.com. I teach a children's worship service in my church and had an incident just recently that I thought would make a good question for your podcast. Santa. Here's what happened. I had a child in my class that was being kind of disruptive and kept asking over and over and over, is Santa Claus real? Is Santa Claus real? And without thinking, and just to make him be quiet, finally, I just said no (laughs) and moved on. Well, I said it maybe a little bit too loud that several other kids heard. Several other kids took that to heart. They told their parents, Mr. Daniel (laughs) said that Santa Claus isn't real. And their parents are ones that are teaching their kids that Santa Claus, well, not necessarily is real, but they are using Santa Claus in Christmas. I know I could have handled that situation a little bit better, but I'm curious what you would advise for people like me or others who just don't want to endorse something like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or things like that around holidays, but how can we still communicate truth without stepping on what parents may have chosen to still let their kids believe? That's it. I'll let you take it from there, and I appreciate whatever you have to say about it, and I've really been enjoying the podcast and look forward to every month when you release one. Thanks, James. All right. Thank you. Um, it's a pretty simple answer, um, uh, but I'll answer it in two parts. Firstly, any disruption during your service is still a disruption, whether it's a legitimate question or not. So anything you don't want going on in your service, you need to punish or redirect. Secondly, um, my answer to that question would have been ask your parents. If it's mom and dad's conviction or lack of conviction or whatever, whatever your stance is on that, I don't ever want to get in between um, my kids and their parents, especially good parents. Um, So if that's something the parents have chosen to do, it's very simple to say, hush up. If you you disrupt again, you're going to go sit in the timeout chair, and you can either talk to me about that after service or just ask your parents. And um, that way you're not stepping on any toes. You're not having to lie or or draw attention to things you're not comfortable with. Um, therefore, you're not bothering anybody. We had a similar situation one time at a camp out, or I'm sorry, a youth camp, where uh, a little girl lost her tooth. And she was so excited. She was in second grade or first grade. She was so excited because uh, her parents made a huge deal about the tooth fairy. Well, she happened to be in the room with a um, a leader that was adamantly opposed to any of this. But bless that lady's heart. She saw the sweetness and the innocence of of what was going on. And um, in respect to the parents, she did, and against her own conscience, uh, uh, slid a dollar underneath that pillow. And the funny part of it is the next morning, (laughs) the little girl hopped above, pulled her pillow with such force that the dollar bill fluttered and got lost. And the little girl cried because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the tooth fairy didn't couldn't find her, and that and so all the other girls stepped in and said, "Well, you know this. Maybe she didn't know where to find you. Maybe that was it." And she's like, "Well, maybe." And then some other little girl had the greatest piece of advice. Just when you thought it couldn't get any funnier, she says, "Well, this is a Christian camp. What if the tooth fairy's not Christian?" <laughs> 
<laughs> so all you fairy haters out there, you'll probably enjoy that a little bit right there. But at the end of the day, we're here to support the parents. And um, short of supporting uh, baby sacrifices and, and cat sacrifices to the Dark Lord, Lucifer, um, anything short of that, we'd leave it up to the parents. Uh, what do they say? In the essentials, we have unity. In the non-essentials, we have liberty. And so it's not our job to reinforce or disprove any of the myths that parents want to uh, you know, use with their children. And uh, so there you go. Big, long answer for something pretty dang uh, short and simple. But yeah, next time... <laughs> Show a little restraint there, bud, and don't let him get get your goose. Uh, thanks again, guys, for joining us. And ladies, I hope you got a blessing from this. Uh, make If we have been a blessing, I'm not going to ask you for any money like they do on Christian Radio, but I would love an email or a voicemail for next show. God bless. Peace out.